get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Edwards. Oh, man. Rainbow three by Anthony Edwards puts him in double figure scoring. And the one two pitch, a drive to left field and deep. Gordon going back on the track at the wall. Twins take the lead 2 1. Nelson throws golfing a one two pitch to the second deck and left center. Parisi fanned on it, recovers, got it to Niederreiter who fires. Parisi on the rebound, scores! Right to Dalvin, turns it up to the end zone, touchdown! What's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota, back with you live after a couple weeks here. This is the Sports Done Right podcast. And unfortunately, before we get into the sports talk tonight, as obviously the the whole world knows by now, we are dealing with another police shooting and killing of a young black man here in the Twin Cities area. So... Sports is somewhat of an afterthought at this time, but we will be talking uh, shortly here in about 15 minutes to the one and only Rick Sosa. Uh, Rick, very cool guy, writes for a lot of Vikings uh, websites, publications, things like that. And a, a keen mind will talk a little bit about what's going on with the Vikings offseason. We'll talk about the Timberwolves as well tonight with their uh, pending new owners and Mr. A-Rod being one. But before we get to all of that, of course, um, my thoughts on what's happened here yet again in the Twin Cities. Um, uh, you know, it's I, I just, again, at a loss for words. I've been on a couple different podcasts today. And, you know, talking about Deontay Wright. And first and foremost, rest in peace to that young man and prayers and most heartfelt condolences to his family. Um, you know, I, I, you just, you just wonder if, if shit's ever going to change. I mean, this is, I mean, what can you say? I can't say anything to comfort that young man's family. I can't say anything to his mother and, and his friends and, and relatives who lost this young man for no real reason. And yet, as usual, stuff gets politicized. You know, you have conservatives out there. Well, he had a warrant and, you know, he was trying to run from the cops. And, and you know, you, you, he got what was coming. No, he didn't get what was coming. Yeah, he shouldn't have made a move. He shouldn't have tried to run away. But still, that doesn't mean you wind up dead. And a 26-year police 
a veteran here who apparently can't tell the taser from the gun, the gun from the taser. And now a young man is uh, dead who maybe should have been in jail, but he's dead. And, you know, misdemeanor warrant. No, he was pulled over for um, expired tabs. Everybody who lives in Minnesota and in the Twin Cities especially knows that that's been an issue getting tabs updated because of COVID. And to see this young man just have his life taken from him. Again, I just, I don't have words. I mean, I, I, you know, I can sit here. I keep saying the same stuff. Black people keep saying the same things over and over again and, and nobody listens. And it keeps happening because nobody listens. Oh, they're just some uppity black folks making noise. Oh, it's all BLM's fault. Oh, Antifa infiltrated the, you know, the protest. I mean, on and on and on it goes, but nobody wants to listen. And folks, black folks just want to be heard so that this shit can just stop and not happen. On, I mean, you know, last week we had an army officer in Virginia. You know, pepper sprayed and dragged out of his car. And and he was in uniform too. I mean, you know, all these these folks that talk about you know respecting law and 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 everything else. And this man is an officer in the army and, and dragged from his car and pepper sprayed before he's let go. At least he made it home alive. Uh, that's about the only thing. But Duante Wright didn't make it home. And, you know, these these warrants of his were things that could have and probably would have been taken care of. But again, just because you have misdemeanor warrants does not mean you should lose your life. And in the midst, literally 10, 12 miles away, the, you know, the uh, Derek Chauvin trial is taking place as the defense now goes to presenting whatever case they want to present. And we're going to have closing arguments on that next Monday. So the Twin Cities is just kind of this tinderbox. And it's already gone off a little bit with Mr. Wright being, you know, snuffed out. I, I have very little, very little hope for justice for George Floyd. And that's just because that's what history proves. I mean, how many times have we seen officers get off going back from, you know, pre-Rodney King days, you know, I, I, I just, I have no words. I'm tired. I just, I literally, you know, I don't even have tears anymore. I mean, cause this stuff, it keeps happening and it is going to happen again. And the problem now is the, the people you want to be police officers, man, there's no way in hell good people want to be police officers nowadays. And you can't blame them because of, you know, what they're dealing with there. But what the problem is with that is it leaves the bottom of the barrel folks to become police officers. We got some real nasty, ill, um, racist folks out there that, that have become police officers. And I just, I don't know what to say. I, I just don't know what to say. I mean, I looked at that video again a couple more times today. 
with all those police officers there, they could have took him into custody. You know, it's funny, we have these mass shootings around here. And I remember when the, the historic uh, black church out in Charleston, South Carolina, that dude shot up the church and killed nine people that were praying, actually praying with the gunman before he let loose. He's taken into custody. He's given a cheeseburger because he's hungry. Um, we see all these white offenders that just are brought into custody. They're arrested and wind up going to trial and all that stuff. But unarmed black men, well, you know, that's that's this is what happens to you. And it's just, it's frustrating, it's sickening, it's disgusting, and it's fucked up. But yet, here we are once again. One of the few things the city of Brooklyn Center did do correctly is they let the, uh, they got the video, the video out there right away. Chief of police, the officer involved, have resigned. Um, but this case is obviously far from over. I, I should hope that this officer does. Look, you, here's the thing. In the end, you can't just kill somebody. Whether If you want to take the police officer at her word and say this is just a horrible, horrible accident, well, there's still a penalty for that because you killed somebody. You can't just kill people accidentally or not. And think, oh, well, hey, it was an accident. I'm just going to walk away from it. Or she should walk away from it. That's not going to happen. Reminds me of the uh, case we had here a couple years back. Uh, black police officer, Muhammad Noor. Uh, black um, Muslim police officer on the force. Uh, was called to a domestic disturbance in an alley behind a woman's house. The woman, uh, Justine Diamond, a blonde lady from Australia who was living with her soon-to-be husband is the lady who called that complaint in. Uh, she saw the police officers in the alley. She went out to, you know, inform them that she called and, you know, give information. Mohammed Noor, who was sitting in the passenger seat of the police car, shot her. He shot through the window past, like, you know, to his left. So he shot past his partner who was driving and shot Justine Diamond and, and she died. Well... You know, he was brought to trial. He was found guilty and he got 12 years. As he should have. The George Floyd family was there for their Justine Diamond's fiance and her family. Um, unfortunately, not the way I'm sure those two families wanted to come together. But, you know, I mean, there's consequences and you can't just say, oh, well, hey, I, this is an accident. A horrible, horrible accident. Nah, man, I mean, that ain't going to fly. So in about another year's time, we'll be looking at another trial. We better be looking at least at another trial of this Brooklyn Park police officer. And again, I've, I've said it before because I have friends who are police officers, good cops, work the community hard. Um... You know, I, I, we need the good cops to speak out against the bad cops. And again, a young man lies in a casket tonight. I, I just, I don't know what to tell you. And watching his family on, on the TV shows, it, it's it's heartbreaking. It's gripping. And for all those people out there who think, hey, you know, no big deal. 
If you can get out of your political leanings for one second, think about if this happened to your child. You wouldn't be probably talking the way you're talking about things. But just imagine if it did happen to your child. That is a parent's worst nightmare is to lose a child. And I pray to God I'd never have to experience that in my days on earth. And that's why I tell my son all the time, we have, quote unquote, the talk. I'm getting sick. Why should we have to have the talk if a person, that's the thing, a person follows the rules. They listen to the police. They still wind up dead in cases. Frustrating, man. Very frustrating. So to the right family and no relation, by the way, I've had a couple of people reach out to me. Um, the, um, Mr. Wright and his family are not related to me, but I, I wish them all the best. They, they're going to be going through a lot for a long time. His young son, just about to turn two years old, um, will not know his father and on and on and on it goes. And we'll be here next month talking about another victim. We'll be here in the next few weeks talking about more victims, unfortunately, because that's what's going to happen. Because the people we need help from don't really care. Simple as that. What he did, and granted he shouldn't have tried to run, but I mean, you can't kill him. You cannot kill him. It's ridiculous. So... Uh, curfews in place tonight again, uh, 10 p.m. in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Brooklyn Center. Um, not sure if that's countywide for Ramsey County, Hennepin County, Monoka um, County, like it was last night. But we'll we'll definitely be following this. We'll we you know we have closing arguments coming up in about a week here in the Derek Chauvin trial, and you know it's just it's going to be real interesting up here for a while. All right, um, it's about 15 after almost. We got Rick Sosa. He's going to be uh, calling through on the bat line here in just a moment. Um, and that's really, I mean, I just, you know, I could go on and on and on and we could do a whole show, two, three, four hours of, of you know, this topic. And we'll get back to it. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's just really frustrating. It's really, really frustrating when you're a black man, you're just kind of almost literally scared to go out of your house. You're scared to get in your car, scared to get pulled over by the police because you just don't know what's going to happen. You just don't know. All right, folks, let's do this. Um, I'm going to get a quick break in here. Like I said, we'll have uh, Rick giving us a call here in a second. I was going to see if he was going to pop in very quickly, but anyway... Um, let's do this. We'll get a, oh, there he is. So we will skip the break and we'll bring Rick on right now. Hey, Rick, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Vince. How are you? I'm good. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Rick Sosa on the line. Um, like I said, perp, he writes for Vikings territory amongst other Vikings publications, uh, all around sports geek. I've had the privilege of knowing Rick here for a while. And um, 
Rick, first off, thank you for taking some time out Tuesday night on joining me on Sports Done Right. I was just wrapping up. Obviously, with everything going on in the Twin Cities, sports is kind of an afterthought right now. But, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about the Vikings here in the offseason. Um, that's really why I wanted to have you on because you got some really strong opinions and some some funny opinions too, Rick, of what's been happening with the Vikings. So, you know, just to get us started here, just kind of give us a general overview of, of how you see the Vikings offseason going. Well, uh, first of all, Vince, I wanted to uh, thank you for having me over on your show. It's a great uh, honor and privilege uh, to receive the invitation. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, well, uh, I think for the most part, Ben, the Vikings have had a pretty good offseason as far as, uh, you know, new players arriving uh, via free agency. I feel like, obviously, the focus has been completely on uh, the defensive side of the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also feel that, you know, the team is trying to position itself to have a good draft and overall uh, make a, a 2021 season be one of success. All right. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, Rick. And again, we got Rick Sosa talking with Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota here on our beloved Vikings. You know, Rick, a lot of people with, you know, we'll talk about Kirk Cousins here in, in a minute, but you you know how it goes. People love him or hate him. But I think, obviously, for him to really be successful, he needs time. And for that, we need really a, a stellar offensive line. What are your thoughts on the offensive line of the Minnesota Vikings and what they're doing to kind of bolster that so they can help their quarterback? Well, I mean, like I said, the Vikings are trying to put all the pieces in place uh, to make a run in 2021. Uh, with regards to specifics of the offensive line, you know, we know that Riley Reef uh, was probably our best uh Lightman um, last year played at a very, very high level and was a player that, that the team ended up losing. And, of course, Dakota Dozier, we know that his performance wasn't what we right. all wanted to see. So I that, that, that left side is still a question mark. Um, I don't think Ezra Cleveland is going to slide to the left. If, if anything, out of the current Lightman, I see uh, Brian O'Neill moving to the left side before I see Ezra Cleveland going uh, at left tackle. Okay. So I really believe that at this particular moment, I think Rick Spielman is going to wait until draft day to find out if any of the big prospects, uh, like uh, not necessarily Penesuo. I think Penesuo is going to go top 10, uh, but I think uh, Rashawn Slater or Christian Derisaw, yeah, both of them very, very good players. I think he's going to wait to see if they happen to be on the board uh, when they select a 14. And if they are, then that's going to you know change his strategy, and, and probably he will draft one of the two. Uh, and as far as the interior, you know, as of right now, I mean, we have to think that Dozier or, or Mason Cole are the two uh, players that their names are going to be called. Uh, I think if the two tackles don't make it to 14 and the Vikings uh, don't trade down, um, you know, because, again, you know, the, the logic would be for the Vikings to trade down and recoup that second round that right. they lost. Uh, but at the same time, you have to have a team that, that is willing to, to uh, uh, you know, do the trade with you. 
because if uh, all the quarterbacks and if all the quarterbacks are gone by the time the Vikings pick, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that there's going to be a team that is going to be interested in trading uh, with the Vikings. You know, uh, the yeah, possibilities. Right. Yep. The possibilities are that the Mac Jones could be there at 14, and the Patriots are going to be, you know, ready to take them. Uh, so somebody will be interested in trading. So, yes, it'd be nice if the Vikings can trade back and recoup the second round, but there has to be a trade partner. Uh, so if there is no trade partner and all tackles are mm-hmm. gone, um, you know, the Vikings should probably draft uh, Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. Okay. Uh, because because he can play both tackle and guard. Most likely in the NFL, he's probably going to play guard. Uh, but I think, you know, those are the options that Rick Spielman is considering for the offensive line. I know, I know that's, a, that's a hot topic among Vikings fans. I hear you. And again, we got Rick Sosa here. And it's funny you mentioned Derisaws. I was just reading on uh, CBS Sports Line. That's who they uh, have in their latest mock draft. They have the Vikings taken for pretty much the same reasons you were saying about the guy from USC. He can play tackle and guard. And obviously the Vikings have a need at both positions there. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go on the offense here. Um, Rick, let me ask you this, man. What are your thoughts on Kirk Cousins? Um, Me personally, I'm one of those guys, you know, listen, he's the Vikings quarterback. I wish him nothing but success, but I I wasn't a big fan of the signing. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't really think of myself as a Kurt hater so much. I just point out the people that, you know, a lot of the yards when he came over were garbage yards when he was with Washington. He has obviously had moments here in Minnesota. I think with a better offensive line, he he can shine more. But what are your thoughts about Kurt? If you're, are you one of the haters? Or you know, do you like him? How do you feel, bro? Well, you know, I guess I'm, I'm going to preface it with this. Uh, I think we're living in a time in the NFL where having um, above average quarterback play is very expensive. Uh, you know, right. this is probably a time, a time in history in which the quarterback market uh, is uh, one that, you know, pretty much dictates how a franchise will go. I mean, we see teams that are desperate for a, 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 forget about a franchise quarterback. They're desperate for above average play. And they take a lot of money for that. I mean, we look at what happens with the Tennessee Titans with Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill was a player that uh, had quality but never amount to much of anything with the Dolphins. So right, he, gets yep. to, 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 he gets to Tennessee with, with a good offensive line, and all of a sudden his value just skyrockets. That's just one example of how uh, you know, teams are so dependent on quarterback play in today's NFL that if you want to have someone that is average or, or above average, forget about the lead, mm-hmm. it's going to cost you a lot of money. So I think I think that's the the, the part of uh, you know what you know m- many fans you know are uncomfortable with the cost of Kirk Cousins' contract, but hey, it, it is it is the market conditions right now for for quarterback play. It is what it is. I think Kirk Cousins is just a piece of of the puzzle, uh, you know, component of, of what the Vikings are trying to do, which is you know get into the playoffs, make a run, and and try to get into the Super Bowl and win it. Now, when you when you take that notion, because right. let's not forget, 
the Vikings haven't been to a Super Bowl in 43 years, so maybe even 44 if you count, you know, in 2022. The yes. next it's it's a long time, Vince. Hey man, I well, Rick, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you know, I mean, and now I don't know how old you are, Rick, but I'm 52, and I remember as a kid, you know, I talk about it on my show a lot watching that Super Bowl against Oakland and my parents having a big Super Bowl party and all that. And it is just mind numbing that the Vikings have not at least been able to get back to the bowl once just mind numbing. Well, and and that's kind of the thing. I mean, are are we, is the conversation about being competitive and try to make it, make the playoffs and and you're battling the playoffs and see how far you can get. Yeah. I do think Kirk Cousins is, is, very, very capable and a, and a great quarterback for you to accomplish something like that. Uh, now, you're talking about getting to the Super Bowl and winning. That's a whole different conversation. You can look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They also went, you know, 50 years, you know, before they made the, right. their next yep. Super Bowl, and and they were a competitive team. But the player that put him over the edge was Patrick Mahomes. Thank you. So. In, in a lot of cases, then in, in today's uh, uh, NFL, can you win a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco? Well, the Ravens did. Can you yeah. win a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer? No, you're right. The, the, yeah. the, the Ravens also did it, right? Yeah, absolutely. But those are those are those are the few and far between. Then, yes. Can it happen? Can it happen? Yes. Is it likely to happen? I mean, you got to go with the odds, and and the odds are against you unless you have a difference maker at the quarterback position, to win a Super Bowl. But let's make sure that I'm clear with this. Right. Not to be competitive, not to be competitive, not to win the division, not to get in the playoffs, make it one round or two and, and be knocked out. The Vikings have done plenty of that. In fact, they, they have the most title uh, division titles in, in, in the North, you know, more than even the Packers. Right. But the, Vi- the Vikings bar should not be winning the North. The, the Vikings bar should be winning the Super Bowl. And I'm just not sure that, that that's possible with Kirk. And, and again, not a knock against him. Like he right, was a very absolutely. capable capable quarterback. I just don't know that um, you could win a Super Bowl with him. I mean, I, I could be wrong, and, and, and it could happen You know, in 2021. Yeah. I'll be super excited if it does. But I'm just going with the odds, and I wish the Vikings, um, you know, I think for, for the most part, most fans want the Vikings to have a franchise quarterback that we haven't had since Tommy Kramer. Right, exactly. And, you know, folks, again, Rick Sosa joining us on the Sports Done Right podcast tonight out of the Twin Cities. You know, Rick, I got a question here from one of my listeners. Uh, I call him Big Mike. He's out in Eden Prairie, and he just messaged me. He goes, well, what happens if Kirk gets injured? Who's our number two? And and he kind of it goes on, and I'll just kind of put it in a nutshell, but – you know, teams have, you know, had some pretty stellar backups or some backups that have been able to come in. God forbid if Kirk gets hurt and the Vikings kind of stand pat, who's the number two? Well, uh, right now you have uh, Nate Stanley out of uh, the University of Iowa as the, as the backup um, out of Menominee, Wisconsin, native. So yep. I guess that. Uh, as of right now, uh, the Vikings are reliant on the fact that Kirk Cousins has never missed a game uh, because of the injury, and he's, he's been uh, okay. a very uh, 
a very reliable quarterback. I mean, he's available every Sunday. That's one. That's one thing you cannot criticize Kirk on. He's there. He's available, and and he's, he's a player that you know from that standpoint, he's he's given you definitely a, a return on your investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do see then uh, a very high possibility that the Vikings might draft a quarterback. Uh, uh, and make, in, in the next uh, uh, draft uh, in Cleveland, I think the Vikings okay. are really? looking at the, at the possibility of drafting the quarterback. I don't know exactly at what point of the draft because, again, right. I think Rick Spielman's primary uh, uh, goal is to get the offensive line situation resolved. Uh, but, you know, I think he's going to wait and see how the board is going to fall and make that decision. You know, there are some names like Glenn Mond, uh, okay. out of Texas A&M. I mean, some, some fans uh, are, um, um, you know, that they, they do like uh, Glenn Mond. Other fans are not, not so keen on him. But we'll see. I, I do think the Vikings are looking to draft a quarterback and try to develop, um, uh, you know, behind, behind Kirk. And let's not forget that Kirk has uh, next season guaranteed a $45 million cap hit Ooh. in the Vikings <laughs> The Vikings need to figure out what they're going to do uh, going into the future because there are two, two ways to go, Vince. They're going to have to either extend perks once again oh boy. to reduce the cap. And then you're looking at having Kirk for another couple of years or are the Vikings going to finally you know, detach themselves from Kirk? But, but then what? I mean, and, right. like I said, it's not easy to find quality quarterback play in the NFL. Well, hey, Rick, you know, there's a certain uh, disgruntled quarterback sitting over to the east here in uh, Cheeseland. You know, the Vikings, uh, a lot of Vikings fans, <laughs> because of our history with Mr. Favre, would like to see old number 12 maybe come on down Highway 94 and wind up in purple just for a goof as well. Obviously don't see it happening, but... You know, I, I am actually surprised by the number of Vikings fans I run in that kind of throw that out there as a serious thing. Yeah, you know, the situation with Brett Favre um, was pretty unique. Um, you know, I, I guess you never want to say never. Right. Uh, but Roger Rogers would probably, I mean, if, if he were to come to Minnesota straight from the Packers, uh, that, that would just set both states on fire. And, <laughs> yeah, yes, it would. You know, with Brett Favre, you know, you had the, the, the bridge transition year with the Jets before he came down here. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say never. Uh, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Well, hey, Rick, listen, man, before I let you go, and, I, and again, uh, Rick, I appreciate you taking a few moments out of your busy night to, to pop in with us. We got to talk the defense. That's kind of what our head coach has made his uh, name on. So... Vikings defense, I mean, you know, we we talked about we had a young defensive backfield last year, so hopefully they've learned with a year on the fly. But overall, your thoughts, you know, um, what are we looking at for the Vikings defense, and who would you like to see maybe fill some gaps there? Well, some of the additions uh, for free agency have been just really, really good. Um, you know, specifically Dalvin Tomlinson. Coming from the Giants, I mean, this is a, a Limbo Joseph 2.0, uh, uh, you know, happening again. I think Thomas is going to be a fantastic uh, a player for the Vikings. 
Uh, of course, Patrick Peterson uh, coming in with a lot of experience. Uh, I know he struggled with Arizona the last couple of years, uh, right. but I think under a, under a different scheme with Mike Zimmer, I think he's going to flourish into into uh, catching a second wind and playing alongside another you know future Hall of Famer, Harrison Smith. Um, you know, coming back, uh, the, the comeback of Michael Pierce, uh, Daniel Hunter. You know, of course, Anthony Barr being back. You know, uh, Xavier Woods as a safety. Cameron Dancer, second year. I mean, Mackenzie Alexander. This is a defense event that is mm-hmm. most definitely going to do much better than in 2020. And I would almost argue that uh, if Mike Zimmer is, a, is able to get his team uh, working again, and now he's got uh, some help, uh, uh, you know, coming in right. from uh, uh, the Raiders, uh, Gunter, uh, his yep, Gunter, old yep. friend. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the Vikings, if the Vikings can resolve the left side of the offensive line, I think the, the defense can be a top 15, top 10 defense, and, and the okay. Vikings can be dangerous. All right. There you go. Now, Real quick, Rick, if the Vikings stumble, let's say now they're going to a 17-game season, so, you know, they can actually be 8-9 and uh, nine or, you know, whatever the record may be, whatever, I don't know. If they stumble next year and they're just kind of the, the old humdrum Vikings, you know, some flashes of brilliance, but maybe at the end of the season they miss the playoffs, is that going to be – Enough, and I know we just re-signed Spielman and the coach recently. But what is the window there for them? I mean, if again, if we have a, a crappy season, are they going to be gone at the end of next year? Well, I think the answer to that question, Ben, is uh, right there on um, the uh, length of time of contracts that have been given to some of those free agents, uh, Patrick Peterson for a year. Uh, Xavier Woods and, and you know some of these players. That tells me that the Vikings, or in this case, uh, Rick Stillman and Mike Zimmer, uh, are going to be going all in for 2021. Maybe they haven't been told, Vince, uh, this is the last year for you guys. you got to do well. You're gone. Maybe they haven't been told that per se. Right. But I think they can, they, but I think they can see the writing on the wall. And they know that if uh, they lay another egg and they don't make the playoffs uh, after, you know, maxing the cap, you know, I don't even know what the third year in a row, right, they yeah. basically have, they, they've used all the money there is to, to, to be used. I think, uh, you know, they know that uh, they could be gone uh, come uh, January if they don't make the playoffs. There you go. All right. Now, Rick, before I let you get out of here tonight, uh, we've kind of talked a little bit about our Minnesota Timberwolves, of all things, and this new ownership group coming in led by Mr. A-Rod. Let's just talk the ownership here. Obviously, folks have really soured on Glenn Taylor. I give Glenn Taylor credit for keeping the Timberwolves here. They were initially out of here on their way to New Orleans. He comes in, swoops up, buys them. You know, they have the one little run with, you know, the KG era, but obviously it's been pretty garbage since then. I'm, you know, at first I was like, A-Rod, oh boy, here we go. But now I've kind of warmed to the idea because we do need some new ownership blood in here. So 
just real quick before I let you get out of here, my man, what are your thoughts on A-Rod and his group coming in here to purchase the Wolves? And do you think, because, it, you know, they say they won't leave the cities, but it's a $50 million hit to the city of Minneapolis if they break the lease at Target Center, which is obviously pennies when you're talking about a billion-dollar transaction. Well, just real quick, give me your thoughts on how you're feeling about that, Rick. Well, uh, the first thing is, you know, absolutely Glenn Taylor out of my head. Uh, you know, he's been a great, uh, you know, uh, addition in terms of when he avoided the Wolves from leaving town. I, I know he loves Minnesota. He loves the Timberwolves. He loves the, the fan base. But mm-hmm. obviously he hasn't been very successful managing uh, and running the team. There's right. been many mistakes made in, on drafts and, and in, you know, several seasons. So, I think, you know, it's unfortunate the situation the Wolves are in. Uh, but I would tell you this, and, uh, and I said this on another show, you never want to lose a professional franchise. No. It doesn't matter how, how, right. how bad they are. Uh, that is not a good look in, in, in for the city or, or the metro area and the state. Uh, it signals that, um, you know, teams are leaving and, you always want to have as many right. professional teams as possible, and sure, maybe maybe new owners, maybe you know, make things better. Um, but I, I would prefer that the Wolves would not leave Minnesota. But I, I think the the departure is kind of inevitable. All right, hey Rick, thank you so much, man, for taking a few minutes and joining us. I'm going to have you on again as we get closer to football season. And first off, just love to catch up with you again and hang out, you and Justin and, and some of the other uh, podcast crew, as I like to call the folks. So uh, let's get that set up and uh, have some more drinks and uh, talk some Vikings football in person very soon. Absolutely. Thanks for the invitation. Ben. All right, man. You have a good night, Rick. Take care and stay safe out there, brother. All right, folks, that was the one and only Rick Sosagin. Bravo! Bravissimo! All right, so we're going to take a very quick break here. When we come back, um, I do want to talk because I haven't gotten a chance to talk about the new Gophers coach, Ben Johnson. And um, we're going to have a show discussing college basketball here in the next few weeks and talking about the talent coming out of Minnesota and how the game of college basketball, you know, what it looks like now with the transfer portal players, college players on the verge of being paid and also outside influencing, helping that to happen with, um, you know, kids now having more options. They can go to the G league. They can go overseas and play right out of high school. But um, that'll be a show that we're going to probably have the first part of next month. Uh, working on some guests they're kind of a round table to get everybody's thoughts um so but when we come back i'll give you my thoughts on the gophers hire ben johnson new basketball coach over there we'll wrap up the show wrap up the, some thoughts on everything that's happening here in the uh, twin cities area and um with that we will be right back to sports done right hey guys this is sports gov vince wright from the great state of minnesota and I'm here to tell you guys about Pick and Shovelware. Go to PickandShovelware.com. You're going to get 20% off when you use the promo code NORSTAR. Get 20% off right now when you use the promo code NORSTAR. That's PickandShovelware.com. 
again. Bass in your face, yeah, not an track Getting it good to the wood so the people keep it some of that reacting to the facts that I can't. And it's sick, and it's stay around, point to the joint, put the border down. Go, yeah, go and yeah. get to the roots yeah. and giving it up. So turn me loose. Then again, I got a story that's harder what? than a hardcore cost of the Holocaust. I'm talking about the world still going on. Uh. I know where I'm from, not dumb. Did it come from hey. the base of the land, the place of the drums. Invaded by the whack, did it whack? It fooled the black and left us faded. King and Chief probably had a big beef. Because of that, now I get my teeth. So here's a song to the storm about the shake of the state. And a smile went along with that. Get dressed. Folks are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. Yes, I am. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. Thank you to the lovely Tree Taylor, who does our wonderful voiceovers. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota. And I can't believe I'm looking at a little bit of snow on my roof tonight. What the hell is going on here? I'll be. But anyway, folks, um, again, coming to you from the Twin Cities. Um, Before I get back and kind of give you my final thoughts on um, what's been happening here, uh, I do got to talk about the Minnesota Gophers. Ben Johnson, former De La Salle High School star, is back and he is the new head coach of the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Listen, I, 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 as usual, I am a graduate of the school, love the Gophers, all that stuff. I hope it works out. Um, he's got really good ties with uh, in-state recruiting is what they're telling us. He brought in his old high school coach um, to be part of the coaching staff. And, I, I just hope it works. I know people have been very excited and very, and and, and I am too. I, I wish Ben all the, all the luck in the world. I'm I'm just more concerned on where that Minnesota interest level lies with some of these kids. But you know, we're gonna give them a shot. I wish them all the best. I hope the Gophers can get this figured out and keep a few more of these kids in state. Um, we're gonna have a show here, like I said, in the next few weeks, where we're gonna be talking about high school and college football and the talent that comes out of Minnesota and leaves Minnesota for, for other schools. And hopefully that'll start to change with Ben. So congratulations to Ben Johnson. Um, He is a really very sharp basketball dude, good basketball mind. And I wish him all the best. And we'll definitely be keeping eyes on things here um, with our Gophers real quick. I just wanted to touch on the NBA here as well. Um, I got the CBS Sports website up here. I kind of jump around on, on the power ranking, so I decided to use theirs tonight. And, you know, the Clippers are up to number one in their power rankings. Clippers won all four games this week, making it five in a row overall. My problem with the Clippers, though, is just can they do it when it matters? And can they do it in the playoffs against a healthy Los Angeles Lakers? That's really what it boils down to with the Clips show. Always nice in the regular season. They've turned the franchise around. This is not a dormant NBA franchise where players go to end their careers by any means anymore. And, you know, once they can get past COVID, I do think that they are working maybe to get out of Staples Center and to get their own arena. 
Um, we'll see, but congratulations, Clippers are 37 and 18. A team I've talked to you about before, the Phoenix Suns, man. They got a nice little thing happening down there. Um, you know, Devin Booker and crew, Chris Paul, people talking about him as a possible MVP. Um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, Bill for the network in the house. I appreciate you all stopping by. And real quick, let me give some shouts out live here as I was on with Rick, so I wasn't able to give. Hello? Oh, sorry. I got the wrong number.
Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every